Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Today on NFL Fantasy Live, the Colts ran wild over the Giants Monday night. Eli and Big Blue battled hard, but Andrew Luck's explosive offense would not be denied. We've got highlights and analysis on the way. Plus the trade deadline right around the corner. We'll wheel and deal. It's time to rip your friends off, and we're here to help you do it. And you won't want to miss our top waiver wire targets. Your missing piece for fantasy glory is just a click away. NFL Fantasy Live starts now. Welcome to NFL Fantasy Live, the official fantasy football show of the NFL. Matt Money Smith here with the Admiral Akbar Baja Biamila and the Hoff. Michael Fabiano, remember you can always join the conversation at NFL Fantasy. Um, we both made a mistake this week, Fabs. I'm wondering if yours cost you the week like mine did me. You benched I'd... Ben Roethlisberger for Russell Wilson. Yeah. No, 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 no. I have Peyton Manning on that oh, yeah, team Peyton now. Peyton Manning and, on that but team But I, I did win. You did win, I yeah. Did win. I benched uh, Tom Brady for Drew Brees, and I lost by a point and a half to Adam Rank. Way to go, this guy. Let's get right to it. Um, maybe you can fix a problem like that with a waiver wire target. Number one this week, what do you got? Carson Palmer, uh, and one of the more underrated quarterbacks in fantasy football this season. Did you know that in five starts, he has failed to score more than 17 fantasy points once? That's it. And in that game, he had 16 fantasy points. This week, he plays against the St. Louis Rams. They've allowed the fourth most fantasy points to quarterbacks over the last four weeks. And Palmer is still available in about 70% of NFL.com leagues. So if you need a quarterback, pick him up and start him. Yeah, He's we, been good. We talked about this on Friday with Drew Brees. 70 points, that's a good floor. If you feel like you're getting 17 from your quarterback, go into a week feeling pretty good no about getting about out of the win. How about it, Akbar, number one? Well, it has to be Martavis Bryant. We just talked about Ben Roethlisberger missing out on him and that production. I don't think that production is going anywhere for uh, Ben Roethlisberger. He's an elite quarterback now. I don't care what you feel about him. In fantasy football, he's elite. Of course, we know in reality he's going to be a Hall of Famer. But ever since Mike Tomlin decided to unleash Martavis Bryant, we've seen the production. Back-to-back, two-touchdown games. 
where do you think this is going? Why do you think this is well, happening? He's got look, he's got I, a big time may, running back behind him. He's got a big time play quarterback, and he's got another wide receiver elite across the from Colts him. The Colts were down Vontae Davis. The Ravens were down Jimmy Smith, and you can't cover. But look, moving forward, you can't cover Anto- Antonio Brown and Martavis Bryant if they keep playing. Here, like here's this. what You'll I'm saying: to there's too many weapons in yeah. that Pittsburgh Steelers offense. I agree. Since the emergence of Bryant, you got to account for all those other guys. Martavis Bryant is going to continue to do his thing. He's six four. I'll trade him to you for Calvin Johnson. See, now you're outside. We'll have plenty more waiver wire targets later in the show, but for now, we throw it over to Marcus Grant and Adam Rank. That was a good try. Thank you, money. We're getting you caught up with all the latest news and notes from around the league. But first, can we take a minute to acknowledge that Michael Fabiano said something good about a USC quarterback? I, I just, say, let's just drink that in. Save that on your DVR let's, for a long let's time. Let's just drink it in for a little bit. <laughs> anyway, with the news, the Cowboys are hopeful that Tony Romo takes the field Sunday against the Jacksonville Jaguars in London. On Monday, head coach Jason Garrett said that Romo has gotten better and better each day since the injury. Romo then told reporters in London that his back fared well during the team's long flight. So, Rank... If Romo does miss another game, how worried are you about the receivers, Des Bryant and Terrence Williams? It's a little bit disconcerting because you thought that Brandon Whedon would have a little bit of chemistry with Des Bryant going back to their Oklahoma State days, but it just wasn't there last week. So it is imperative for Romo to get back on the field, Yeah, I feel fantasy-wise. Like, I feel like DeMarco Murray is uh, going to be DeMarco He'll be Murray fine, anyway. Yeah. He'll be the same. NFL media insider Ian Rappaport reports that Texans running back Arian Foster isn't expected to miss any time. Foster suffered a groin injury that caused him to leave during the third quarter of Sunday's loss to the Philadelphia Eagles. Texans are on a bye this week. That gives Foster a little extra time to get healthy, but he does have a history of some lingering, nagging, in, nagging injuries. So how worried are you about him for Week 11? Yeah, if this didn't scare you straight before, you need to go out and pick up Freddie Blue and make sure he's on your roster to handcuff him to Arian Foster because, like you said, there is a history of injury there. So you have to have a contingency plan. Hopefully Foster does return and he does perform at the high level, which he was. But you still got to protect yourself in your lineup. We always seem to be here every couple of weeks with Arian Foster. <laughs> Seems like it. Ian Rappaport is also reporting that Eagles quarterback Nick Foles will miss six to eight weeks. Foles underwent an MRI on Monday and has a crack in his collarbone, ouch, but will not require surgery. So how worried should Jeremy Macklin and Shady McCoy fantasy managers be with Foles out? Not at all. Don't be worried at all. I'm all about Mark Sanchez. And I really, this was one of the signings in the offseason that I really paid attention to. Chip Kelly and Sanchez have a history going back the Pac-10. So when Chip Kelly signed him, it led me to believe he really liked something that he saw out of Sanchez. Sanchez outperformed Foles in the preseason. Had that been a straight-up quarterback competition, Sanchez would have won it. And right now, I, I have to believe that deep down, the Eagles coaching staff Probably not too upset that Sanchez is their starting quarterback. Man, and that is two U.S. quarterbacks, quarterbacks talking man. positively What do you say, about. man? Dolphins running back Lamar Miller left the game Sunday against the Chargers in the third quarter. Ian Rappaport reports that Miller is day-to-day with an A.C. sprain in his shoulder. If Lamar Miller misses time, which Dolphins running back do you trust picking up and playing this week against the Lions? Well, it's tough because that is a tough defense. You don't like to play running backs against him. Even if Lamar Miller was a full go and completely healthy, he was going to be a dicey start against the Lions who shut down a lot of running backs. And now when I'm looking at Danny Thomas or I'm looking at Damian Williams, I don't like either one of those options. I'll dive deep into the waiver wire. I'll go pick up Trey Mason, somebody like that. I, I, I can't do it. Lorenzo I can't Tal- do it. Lorenzo Talaferro still out there in a lot of leagues, yeah, too. Maybe, maybe, maybe you go there. For more now, we'll throw it back to Money and the rest of the guys. 
Well, the Colts and Giants squared off Monday night to the highlight. And here we go. Andrew Luck, Eli Manning. Can Manning save the Manning name after a dismal performance by his brother on Foxborough? All right, Not so second much. quarter here. Colts up 3-0, first and 10 at the 47. Kobe Fleener for a 21-yard gain to the Giant 32 before challenge flag. Boom, quick snap. Fleener again back-to-back. Back. old roommate. Do you think Fleener was in the game plan last night? Oh, uh, yeah, he was. He was targeted, targeted quite a bit. Regularly, no question. Five and a half fantasy points for Luck. Nine and a half for Fleener. Colts leading 16-3, ball on the 31. T.Y. Hilton. Look at this oh. catch. And this was a fight. T.Y. That's why T.Y. Hilton has been doing what he's doing. I mean, that that right there. Look at the aggression there. Just Give me that dance. ball. I'm a man. Took it away from Rogers Cromartie. Uh, another five and a half points for Luck. And Hilton gets 9.1 on the play. Colts up 23-3. Giants finally get it going. Odell Beckham Jr. This guy 59 yards. is going to be this, a right. fantasy star sooner than later. This is why he's the number one wide receiver right now for the New York Giants. Period. Gets uh, 5.9 points for the play. Finishes with over 15 and that would lead, by the way, to a one-yard entree. Williams touchdown. Back to the Colts. Third and five. Luck. Reggie Wayne. I believe you have him on your team in the I fantasy do. live Don't league. Four-yard touchdown. Yeah, he's not old. He said, I'm still doing my thing. It's all about that base like Megan Trainer. Luck would uh, settle base. for a cool 30.66 fantasy <laughs> points. Let's go back to the Giants. Megan Larry Donnell. Love those tight end scores. Garbage Donnell time. gets back on it. Yeah, but hey, still works for it the old fantasy works. points. Manning ends with 22 fantasy points. Colts will down to win. 40 to 24. Here are your leaders. A whole lot of Colts fantasy points led by Andrew Luck. His 13 and 13.6. You see Adam Vinatieri there. 16 points. How about the, the throwback game. name? Peyton Hillis there. Peyton Hillis. When was the last time we've seen Peyton Hillis in fantasy? Andre it's Williams put that ball on the carpet and we saw Hillis. Really, that was off one drive. Still that alive. was two big completions that led to those seven points for Peyton Hillis. I wouldn't get too excited I don't about know who Tupac Here's, is. Um, here is your Andrew Luck uh, projection based on current numbers. 5,400-plus yards, that would wow. pass the single-season record. Your past TDs would not with those 46. But look at that uh, bottom number there. 409 fantasy points on the season, if, That's in big. fact, all holds. Akbar, uh, let's get it started with Andrew Luck. And we just did this after that Thursday night game. We're going to do it again when it comes to old Luck. Well, Andrew Luck is just elite. I mean, I don't know. I think I'm running out of adjectives to describe Andrew Luck. I mean, and the talent that he has around him. Of course, the T.Y. Hilton continues to play the way he's playing. Then Reggie Wayne, the, the running back situation, just so elite. But I tell you, more than anything in this game, what we saw was his arm talent. And, you know, he gets so much credit for being maybe underrated as far as his athleticism because we know it's there. We know he ran that 4-6, that 40 time during the combine. So we know he can wiggle. But his arm talent was on display. And we, we know about what he does with his mentality, with the brain, breaking down defenses. We saw all that. But he was gunning it down the field. I mean, he showed that arm strength. Brett Farvish, I like Andrew Luck to continue this. I don't think he's going to slow down at all. Give me a superlative. Give me, give me an Andrew Luck superlative. Come on, give me one. I have to make a – How about a metaphor? How about one in Nigeria? I'm going to go with my uncle, Bombonical. That's the only one I can go with. He's a Bombonical player. Fabs, you made a trade that got Twitter going a couple weeks ago for Peyton Manning. You traded away Demarius Thomas because you had who on your roster? T.Y. Hilton. And you felt like – T.Y. Hilton has been so good. Right now, he is fifth in fantasy points among wide receivers. And, Money, he had a slow start to the season. He has just been so good lately. And what I like about T.Y. Hilton, that is he's humble. This is a guy that I texted last week. See, Akbar, I can do this, too. And I said, I want to get you on NFL Fantasy Live. You know what he told me? I'm not good enough yet. That's how humble this man is. And in an offense full of weapons, 
every single week he is making plays. And this play right here, Akbar, was amazing. Rogers Cromartie had this football, and Hilton just stole it away from him. And right now, you've got to consider him right there with A.J. Green, with Julio Jones, and with Jeremy Macklin. Let's yeah, go to the other side of the field, and your guy, Reggie Wayne. Yeah, you can't, you can't forget about Reggie Wayne. Now, I ended up benching him because I had Odell Beckham, and I realized that because T.Y. Hilton has really stepped up in this offense that I thought maybe perhaps that T.Y. will have the better game. But... Regardless, I think you have to play Reggie Wayne every single week as well because he's going to be a product of the success that Andrew Luck is, his arm talent, his ability to break down defenses. He's going to get open. He's going to be there. Well, we've talked about Reggie Wayne. We've talked about T.Y. Hilton. One thing is apparent week in and week out, Andrew Luck is uh, equal opportunity. He, he spreads is. that ball around, and that's why Dwayne Allen's got another touchdown. Isn't that Title Nine? That's all he does. No. no that's not, all no. he does is score <laughs> touchdowns. He has one touchdown in seven of eight games this season. Hold it together, Akbar. Hold right. it together. Look at the tricep on oh, this man. guy. I got daughters playing lacrosse and rolling. Dwayne and Allen is oh, yeah, do that to me. <laughs> one of the most underrated tight ends in fantasy football Diving. money because he wasn't even picked up off of the waiver wire in more than 50% of leagues a few weeks Ridiculous. back. Now people are getting in yeah. on how good yep. Dwayne Allen is. Clemson, they got a lot of good fantasy out, players. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, if you're yeah, a Clemson player. Playing at uh, Dwayne Allen, Andre Ellington, on the Giants side of the ball, Odell Beckham was the story. 11 targets, eight catches, 156 yards, just over 15 fantasy points. You said it when we were watching the highlight. He's the number one. Yeah, he is the number one wide receiver ever since Victor Cruz got hurt. Now the attention has come on Odell Beckham Jr. And it's because of his his speed. His speed right now has allowed him to really separate from defenses, and we saw that too. But he also has some really good routes too that I saw him run. His ability to get off the press, his ability to be able to create separation with his hand movement. He got really good hand fight movement to be able to get there. Eli Manning was able to find him, and he was able to get those yards after the catch. Odell Beckham is the yeah. number one wide receiver, no doubt about it. I know you want to throw in and guys want to throw in Ruben Randall. It's Odell Beckham. Yeah. One of the great uh, little moments in, in Finding Giants, that series we've been running, is uh, when, how enamored they were with Beckham. I mean, yeah. he lit up the combine. He's, He's the those, best those wide receiver in the whole city of New York. I, and I'll tell you, when I was Forget at that combine, I was on the field, and I remember Deion Sanders saying, you know what, I don't care what anyone says, He's the best wide receiver in the yep. entire um, combine. Class, well. yep. Start him every week. Uh, Andre Williams, what do you do with him? Fabs every well, week. you've got six teams on a bye, so you probably have to continue to start him as a flex. But, boy, he did not impress me. And, honestly, he hasn't been impressive ever since Rashad Jennings was injured. 12 carries, 22 yards. Yuck. He did have the touchdown. But did you notice that after he fumbled, and luckily the Giants recovered, he had the death grip yep. on that football, and he stopped running. That means he wasn't sure of himself. He is a little bit tentative, to say the least. And when I saw Peyton Hillis, I, listen, when you're playing bad enough that – Peyton Hillis is going to come in and replace you. There's issues there. They play the Seahawks this week. If you have backfield depth, you need to bench Andre Williams. But six teams are off, Akbar, so that's going to be tough. Yeah, one of the things uh, that I'm sure is a bit disconcerting is he did not catch a pass when he was at Boston College. He rushed for over 2,000 yards, did not catch a pass, and you saw as he came out of the backfield, kind of bobbled that. So I'm sure that's something they're still working on him for. And like you said, they punished him quickly, those back-to-back plays with Peyton Hillis because he put the ball on the carpet. You can't, the Giants you can't do it. you got to send a message. Yeah. They you better get in, on the jug machines. That's what he's got to get on the jug machines. Michael Cox, too, when yeah. they were down inside their own territory. That, that means they're not, they're not confident in him down there. All right, coming up, Marcus Grant dishes out his fantasy breakdown for Week 9. See which target and touch leaders caught his eye and what it means for your roster. And we're hitting up Twitter to see what players, fans say helped them the most this weekend. Week 9's top game changers coming up. This is NFL Fantasy Live.
time now for Game Changers presented by Bose. This season, we are looking for your help to decide which performance has made the biggest impact for your fantasy teams. Tweet us using the hashtag Game Changers, and we might feature your tweet on an episode of NFL Fantasy Live, just like well, we're about to right now for some of you lucky fans. Fabs, get us started. Yeah, let's talk about Ben Roethlisberger. Let's okay. do it, okay? Two weeks in a row, I was dead wrong about him. And, of course, he has six touchdowns in two straight games. This is probably the worst two-week stretch of misses that I've had on one player in 15 years of doing this. But it happens. Right it happens. Now, but right now, Roethlisberger is in the top five in fantasy points among all players on NFL.com. It's unbelievable because he had been so inconsistent earlier on in the season. And money, I think this is the time to trade him right now. We're going to talk about that later on in the show. But if you started Roethlisberger and didn't listen to me, well, kudos to you because you won in week nine. That passing game has changed dramatically since the emergence of Martavis Bryant. Here we go. Uh, Jeremy Hill, Geo out. No worries. Well, this is a great audition and a great opportunity for fantasy owners who had Jeremy Hill or guys who just said, I'm going to let him sit on the waiver wire. This is a great opportunity to take a look at what he can do, his potential with going up against this Jacksonville Jaguars defense. But more importantly, you saw the skill set that he has. I mean, he's a hard runner. He gets those hard yards. And I think this is a guy that you can pick up as long as Giovanni Bernard is out. Now, of course, when Giovanni Bernard gets in, we got to see what that mix is going to be like, how they're going to utilize these two running backs. But right now, as as long as he's the man, you're playing him. I'll tell you what, I watched Jeremy Hill run the ball at LSU and going up against that <laughs> Alabama, Mississippi, Mississippi State defense tougher than Jacksonville. Okay, I like right it. Now. I like it. How about Jeremy Macklin? All right, I'm not doing that accent, but Jeremy Macklin has been unbelievably productive. In fact, he's been one of the best bargains in drafts because people didn't take him until after the sixth or seventh round. Now, Money, I have a question for you here. Yep. He played where? Missouri. Okay, and his quarterback right now is Mark Mark Sanchez, Sanchez. who played against Chip Kelly in college. So Chip Kelly must see something in Sanchez to run this offense, correct? Well, and Sanchez saw something in the Eagles. We talked to him before the season and said, why Philly? He said, it's just it. It's an offense that fits my skill set. There is going to be no drop-off there, Fabs. I think that's what you were getting at. That is the point, yeah. my man. Thank you for making me. How about that the Dolphins defense there, Akbar? Well, right back at it again. I mean, they looked like they were doing kind of a repeat performance. You saw two interceptions. Remember how well they did against the Dallas Cowboys? Excuse me, against the Jacksonville Jaguars. They had four sacks, two, two interceptions. I mean, the same thing. And Kevin Coyle, their defensive coordinator, continues to bring pressure. And this was against a really good San Diego Chargers offense that they really shut down. Now they've got the Detroit Lions coming up. Look, don't be surprised if they put up the similar type production against the Detroit Lions. Maybe they don't get 20-something points like they did in back-to-back games, but they could flirt around. Top five defense for you. You're starting this week. Top five. Fabs, you as well? Not in Detroit. Yeah. I don't believe in them. Top 10, maybe. Top okay. 5, no. So, But still top 10, you're starting them. That's a start good. every week. You get four yep. sacks back-to-back games, that's pressure off. on the quarterback. That's pressure. All right, that was Game Changers presented by Bose. For more now, we throw it over to Adam and Marcus. Thanks, Money. I'm here with NFL.com fantasy editor Marcus Grant. And every week on NFL.com, Marcus, you write a column called Fantasy Breakdown, and I'm assuming – it's not about me starting Philip Rivers and Nick Foles this week, but why don't you tell us a little? It could be, though. It should be, but what is it about? It is actually about how many times a guy gets the football, or at least gets the football in his area, whether it's a handoff for a running back or a target for a running back or a wide receiver. just about being able to get the ball in your hands. Let's take a look at the top targeted receivers or running backs for Week 9, and, of course, leading the way, Antonio Brown right there at the top, Emmanuel Sanders, of course, targeted a ton by Peyton Manning in that game. Brandon LaFell, 
Vincent Jackson. Michael Rivera sneaks into this, the tight end of your Oakland Raiders. But the one that really jumps out to me was kind of a surprise when I saw this, Percy Harvin. Absolutely. Percy Harvin and Eric Decker actually saw a lot of targets combined during the ballgame last week. Granted, a lot of them came in the second half when the Jets were down by a couple of scores. But forget all the rumor, all the stories swirling around Percy Harvin the last couple of weeks. He is still a very talented football player. And this is sort of a tryout for him with the New York Jets. Expect them to figure out how to get the ball in his hands because when he has it, he can still be a playmaker. Now they've got a quarterback, whether it's Michael Vick, whether it's Matt Sims in case of injury, that seems to be able to get the football to their wide receivers. This means Harvin has a little more upside than he did earlier in the year. Mike Evans was somebody I was a huge fan of when he played down at Texas A&M. How is he looking this week? He's looked really good the last couple of weeks. You saw last week the seven catches, 124 yards, two touchdowns against the Browns. A lot of it has to do with the fact that teams are looking to stop Vincent Jackson. Evans seeing a lot of one-on-one coverage, and he's a big-body guy. Mike Glennon obviously feels comfortable throwing the alley-oop to him near the goal line and letting him go up and get the football. It's not a high-percentage play, but because he's such a big receiver with good hands and you see him taking a hit there, He's a guy that I think the Bucs feel comfortable going down the field with and taking their shots. And if you're looking for a second or third wide receiver, you can do worse than going out and getting Mike Evans right now. We will take a look now at the Week 10 most backfield opportunities. And we were talking about guys. This is a combination of rush attempts and pass targets. We see a lot. Jeremy Hill, who Akbar was just talking about, huge week. Of course, they're playing Thursday night against the Cleveland Browns. Something to keep an eye on. LaShawn McCoy still getting a lot of attempts and a lot of pass targets. But Mark Ingram sitting there at the top. I wanted to draft him. Money snaked. What have I done to deserve this? Uh, You talked about it out loud, perhaps. That (laughs) might have something to do with it. No, Ingram has become the guy there. I mean, for the last couple of years, we've been trying to figure out the Saints' backfield, and it looks like it has worked itself out. Ingram has looked very good. Maybe it's the contract year. Maybe it's just hearing about how he's underachieved the last couple of seasons. But he's playing really well, and certainly with injuries in the backfield, it's helped that it's increased his workload, but it doesn't look like he's going to start giving up any of these opportunities anytime soon, regardless of whether it's Pierre Thomas there, Javaris Cadet, Kyrie Robinson. Mark Ingram is kind of the guy right now. He absolutely is the guy. Freddie Morris is the guy in Washington. It seems like it's a sin not to play him. It does seem like it's a sin not to play him. Now, granted, he's coming up on a full calendar year since he last ran for 100 yards in a football game, but you see the three touchdowns in the last couple of weeks. They're starting to get him more involved in the offense. They're starting to get him involved in the passing game as well, and now you've got Jay Gruden saying that the quarterback situation in Washington is still a work in progress. The jury was still out on RG3 was the quote. So we'll see what happens. In the meantime, it looks like they may lean a little bit more on Alfie Moe in that backfield, and then I'm glad for it. All right, great stuff, Marcus. Thank you so much. Still to come on NFL Fantasy Live, don't let that fantasy trade deadline creep up on you. Find out what blockbuster deals you can make without breaking the bank. But first, if the six teams on a buy left your lineup with more holes than a slice of Swiss cheese, well, you're not going to want to miss our list of top waiver wire targets for Week 10. Fantasy Live presented by Bose Money here with Rank Fabs and Marcus. Guys, uh, we're talking waiver wire targets this week. Fabs, uh, everybody needs a QB, especially with six teams on a bye. How about it? 
Well, let's talk about Ryan Tannehill. He has been one of the more underrated quarterbacks in fantasy football over the last three or four weeks, scoring 20-plus fantasy points in three or four games. Last week, he had almost 29 fantasy points against the San Diego Chargers. And here's what I like about Tannehill. Not only is he gaining confidence, but he does that money. He runs with the football. He's averaging almost 50 rushing yards in his last four games. Now, I'm not saying you play him this week against the Lions because that is a bad matchup, but Tannehill needs to be owned in all leagues right now. All right, uh, sticking with the quarterback theme, how about it, Marcus? I'm going with the Sanchez. You got Nick Foles out six to eight weeks. It's time for Mark Sanchez to step in. Part of this is because you see him going deep down the field. He's got weapons like Jeremy Macklin and Jordan Matthews. Uh, and he LaShawn had those on McCoy. the Jets. Yeah, sure he did. <laughs> you know, part of, it, part of it is that he plays in an offense that right now looks like it's kind of foolproof. It's almost plug and play with the quarterbacks, but also because the Carolina Panthers are getting no pressure up front. The secondary is really struggling, yep. and that bodes really well for Sanchez. All right, uh, well, let's go to his favorite target then. How about it when it comes to the red zone rank? Yeah, I really like Jordan Matthews. We talked about Mark Sanchez a little bit earlier in the show, but Matthews has established himself as that number two wide receiver opposite of Jeremy Macklin. And if you saw when Sanchez came into the game, he looked off Macklin, and then he went to Matthews in the red zone, and I expect to see an awful lot of that. He's got a great matchup this week. There, there's a play right there. See, I just breathe it into life, and there it is. (laughs) And uh, I'm expecting a lot of that this week against the Carolina And we saw a lot of that zone read with Mark Sanchez, and that kept that defense off balance as well. So certainly going to be a great week. Uh, How about Martavis, Brian? Yeah, it turns out he's pretty good. He is very good. What's weird, Money, is that in the first six weeks, he didn't see one target, nothing. And all of a sudden, they have unleashed him in Pittsburgh. And maybe it's a coincidence, maybe it's not, but Ben Roethlisberger has been hot since Martavis Bryant. He's become a bigger part of this passing game. Five touchdowns in three career games. He's had more fantasy points in the last three weeks than Des Bryant. Imagine that. Imagine that. Marcus, imagine you recommending Kyle Orton. Imagine Ooh. that. Well, you know, it is, it is no shave November, so hopefully the mustache comes back for Orton because it hey. seems like that's where his strength lies. But he also has some good receivers. We've yeah, seen Sammy, Sammy Watkins. Watkins come alive. Robert Woods has made some plays. The yeah, offense buddy. for Buffalo just looks a whole lot better with Orton there. And, hey, you might have heard this before. Six teams are on a bye this week. Chances are you need a quarterback. Orton is not a bad option, especially in deeper leagues. Three passes to Sammy Watkins for 153 yards, and I think 130 of them were after the catch. Uh, It still counts. It still counts. Uh, If if you need a tight end, and that can apply to a lot of people, it's been a thin position this year. You like Owen Daniels. Not only for people on the bye week, but also people who are starting Vernon Davis and lamenting that decision in their fantasy drafts. I look at Daniels. He's a top target of Joe Flacco, who plays a lot better at home, and of course, the Ravens will be at home this week against the Titans. So I'm going to go ahead and look at him. The great thing to, to, to do when you're looking for a tight end, look for the guy who didn't score last week and find yeah. that guy. Because it seems like it's each and every week. If a guy does great, he's going to do terrible the next week. If he does bad, he'll rise up to the occasion. I, I, I'm not being uh, – well, I'm not embellishing here when I say I have picked up and dropped Owen Daniels three times this year. <laughs> <laughs> and, and with Zach Ertz getting me point four points last week, uh, I may brutal. end up doing it again. All right, it's time now for a look at Michael Fabiano's top ten waiver wire targets. For week 10 there, you see a lot of quarterbacks. Six teams on a bye, Tannehill and Palmer at the top. Bobby Rainey looks to be the guy in Tampa. And, hey, we always need running backs. And there you are, you sneaky man, you, Josh Gordon, at number four with his pending return. All right, coming up on NFL Fantasy Live, Vikings running back Matt Asiata here to talk about his team's big win over Washington and his monster three-touchdown fantasy performance. 
But first, is it time to deal away some of these fantasy stars? We'll tell you whom to sell high and why when NFL Fantasy Live returns. Still to come on NFL Fantasy Live, if you're looking to make some deals before the trade deadline, you've come to the right place. We'll tell you which players to buy low before it's too late. Plus, if all those teams on by have your lineup starving for starters, well, we've got players that are sure to hit the spot. Our Week 10 spot starts coming up. And we go Hail Mary deep to find you some under-the-radar guys to plug and play this Sunday. This is the one and only NFL Fantasy Live. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live, the official fantasy football show of the NFL. Money here with Akbar, Rank, and the Hoff, Michael Fabiano. Guys, the trade deadline, standard leagues, just a few weeks away. So, time to talk about some guys that fantasy owners should be thinking about buying low right now. Fabs. Julio Jones is a perfect buy low candidate right now because if you look at his numbers over the last three weeks, they have not been good. He hasn't scored a touchdown. He hasn't scored double-digit fantasy points. He's averaging fewer than 65 receiving yards in his last four weeks so now is the time to get him and part of the reason I like him right now is because he's playing the Buccaneers this week and if you look at Julio's numbers in two career games in Tampa Bay they are very very good they have a week off hopefully the offensive line has gotten right or at least improved a little bit during that bye week and Matt Ryan will be looking for Julio a lot in the second half of the season how about a rank what do you got well, judging the temperature on Twitter, I notice a lot of people who are holding on to Calvin Johnson are a little bit frustrated and looking to swing deals for him because even though he has that big name, he's not garnering that much attention because people are a little concerned. We haven't seen a lot of him. Could his production continue to decline? But I'm of the mind that once he gets healthy, once he gets right, he's going to go out and put up some huge numbers. And if somebody in my league is really apprehensive about him going forward, I'll take two of my mid-card guys Try to package him into a deal to sell him on the depth of having two extra receivers, maybe a receiver and a running back. But if I can get an elite player like Calvin Johnson at a bargain price, I feel like I have to do it. Let's uh, keep the receiver uh, train going here. Akbar, what do you got? Well, then we got to go to Brandon Marshall for, with the Chicago Bears. I mean, you look at him, if you're an owner for Brandon Marshall, you have been frustrated. He's had zero touchdowns in four straight games. That's just frustrating for a guy as big as Brandon Marshall. So I would buy low on him, especially if you're struggling at this position. If you look down the road, I mean, you look at his games that he's got left. I mean, he's got three games, or three home games during the playoffs that are against non-elite defenses. You know during that bottom half, he's going to get better. I, I just believe in that system. I believe that Mark Trustman's offense will allow him to flourish, and that's a way that you can get him because guys are going to be so panicking about his production right now. Well, we got the wide receiver position covered. I'm going to go to the running back and to Le'Veon Bell, and this is likely a first round at the very least, maybe first two picks in the second round, and when you look at the fact that he has had just 15 plus points once in his last six games, you may have some frustrated Le'Veon Bell owners out there. I'm not talking about buying him on the cheap. I'm talking about giving up your number one for that number one. Arian Foster, Shady McCoy, you look down the stretch, he has got a monster schedule waiting for him, specifically in the playoffs. The Falcons, when it comes to the Super Bowl, if you have a stack team and you can get there, you want Le'Veon on your team. And remember, as the weather gets colder, Pittsburgh's going to be running the ball a lot more in that black and blue division that is the AFC North. So trade your stud for that stud, and it'll pay off. That's a guy that I've been telling people to trade for yeah. all season long because every week, even though 
though he doesn't put up huge numbers, Consistent. double digits yeah. every single end, week. Yeah, the back end is better than the front end of the schedule. It's going to pay you back. Let's flip it to the other end of the spectrum. Okay. Some guys to deal right now while you can to get the most bang for your buck. Like I said, for me, Arian Foster, Shady McCoy, for Le'Veon Bell. That's what we're talking about here. Yeah, well, let's talk about Ben Roethlisberger because I'm tired of talking about Ben Roethlisberger because every time I mention him, he makes me look bad because <laughs> he plays so well over the last couple of weeks. I mean, six touchdown passes in two games in a row. Uh, that is just, you want to talk about fantasy. Can you say can you say the E word for me, please? That is fantasy. No, 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 say the E word. I don't even know what you're talking elite. about. Elite, elite. Not Call, in fantasy. No, Still not in fantasy. elite in fantasy. Come not, on now. After two games, say the e word. just two games, but I would trade him right now. The problem is, Nobody wants him. That's because he's not elite. In no one's ever done this in football ever before. Twelve touchdowns in two games. I remember. That's elite. I remember when Tyler Thigpen had a huge stretch of games for the Chiefs. No one's ever a few done years ago. He's Maybe done six touchdowns. You're comparing Tyler Thigpen to Ben Roethlisberger. I'm saying these things can happen. All right, gentlemen. I don't have a gavel, but here we go. Rank, please move us. Marshawn Lynch, somebody who I've got. I've got him on a 12-team league, and I'm tired of having a couple of curtain jerks on that squad who end up giving you like four points, maybe three points. If I have Marshall Lynch, which I do, I'm going to try to send him and get a two-for-one where I can have two quality players where I know I'm getting consistent production from these guys. And plus, I'm really worried about the Seahawks offense. Now, Marshall Lynch has a knack of getting into the end zone, but I'm wondering how much longer this is going to be able to continue. We see more of Bobby Turbin. We see more of Michael Christian. And now, more and more, I'm seeing other parts of that offense coming into play. I'm not convinced that Marshawn Lynch is going to be the guy at the end of the season. He had 400 touches last year, and I just expect a little bit of a It's tangent. a gut play. I mean, it's, a it's, little it's bit. more of a gut play, I think. And look, that's kind of where I'm going with this as well. It's crazy to think that you would give up on Andre Ellington, but I, I hate doing it and projecting that someone might, you know, get beat up yeah. or nicked up, but you're talking about 25-plus touches for Dre Ellington in his last three games. He's not a big guy. That is not the role. They had hoped it was going to be sort of that thunder lightning with Stephon Taylor and Andre Ellington, but Ellington's been so good that he's touching the ball 25-plus times per game. Here's the other thing is he has been a top five, I think top three back the last five yeah. games. Uh, you look at the playoff schedule. All top ten rush defenses: the Chiefs, but the Rams, and the now. Seahawks. I mean, they are. You may be giving they up are. a lot. I mean, you're selling high on him. I mean, well, and remember, in rhythm in this also remember when when I talk about trading people away, think about where you drafted them. So you probably got Ellington in a fourth or a fifth round, maybe even as late as a sixth round, depending on if it's a ten team league. You probably have another back. You have an elite back, so Ellington could be your number two back. Think about trading your number two back for a number one receiver, and that's how you win Super Bowls. I, I would take Ellington and Lynch all day long right now. Yeah, yeah, I would. I mean, you know, I, I really we're, we're would. talking about Andre yeah, Ellington, is, one guy that I'm thinking about selling high that's, on. That's good, though. I mean, you want... Is Jeremy? I was going to say Gotta Jeremy Macklin. Partner. I, yeah. I, I would trade high on Jeremy Macklin. I would ask you for Andre Ellington and like a Deshaun Jackson. I mean, you look at where he's been right now. His production has been pretty. It, Wait a minute. You want Andre Ellington? No, yeah. I'm talking about trading Andre Ellington for Calvin Johnson, for A.J. Green. No, no, that's, I'm, that's what I'm I'm shopping. telling you that I'm going to sell high, though, on Jeremy Macklin okay. and his production. And what I would ask for in return is since you're. It's an RB2. Yeah, now, I would ask for, yes, Andre Ellington and I'd ask for a Deshaun Jackson. And I look at that production. Ooh. I look at where you're not going to get that. That's a I, I, I know, but you? look, because you know why? Because we talk about Mark Sanchez, Mark Sanchez and his production. He's a plug and play type guy. It's not a Mark Sanchez thing. If you're nervous about Mark Sanchez, this production for Jeremy Macklin is going to continue because they're in Chip Kelly's yeah. offense. And anybody you plugged and play in this offense will do well. We've seen Mike Vick do well. We've seen Nick Vols. Nobody Barkley. even knew. 
Oh, wait. Uh, no, that one doesn't work. Let's not get work. crazy. Let's not get but crazy there. Mark but my point is, is that Jeremy Macklin is going to continue let's, let's to produce like Let's not get crazy. Like, See, so, no, I, I, listen, I agree. Macklin is a number one. I mean, he's a legit wide receiver one. Yep. We talked about him going into the season. If he's healthy, he is as good as any receiver in the game. It's funny, though, because your reputation precedes you. And I don't think people will be willing to give up as much for Jeremy Macklin, even though they should. They'll That's demand true. Calvin Johnson or A.J. Green when Macklin is just you, as, if not more people, productive. A lot of people out there would rather have Calvin Johnson than Jeremy Macklin right now. Now and that's completely wrong. Yeah, completely wrong. Yeah, uh, trades. He always has. Got to have that dance partner. It's not easy, as you can see right here. Just four of us, and we can't figure it out. <laughs> if you want more players, we say to buy low or sell high. Be sure to visit NFL.com/now to download the app for free. We'll dish out more guys exclusively for you, the NFL Now viewer. Still to come on NFL Fantasy Live, more spirited conversation. We sit down with Utah product Matt Asiata here to talk about the new and improved Viking offense. All right, get your selfie in there. We got an interview to do, Matt. That's great. First, though, if your starting lineup is looking a little worse for wear, we've got just what the doctor ordered. Our list of Week 10 spot starts right after this. Thursday Night Football now lives on NFL Network. Andy Dalton and A.J. Green lead the Bengals into a showdown with the surprising Browns. Browns-Bengals, Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, only on NFL Network. And when it comes to fantasy, it's happening again. Six teams on a bye, and there are some big oh names boy. in that group, Ooh. specifically at quarterback Philip Rivers. Uh, yes, Ryan Fitzpatrick That's as well. I'm nervous. Old Andrew Luck, Tom Brady, obviously I don't need to rattle them all off. Point being, you got to get some spot starts going. So we welcome you back to NFL Fantasy Live presented by Bose. Get those points wherever you can find them. So how about some spot starts that we like for Week 10? Rank, get us started. I'm going to start at the wide receiver position and go with Mike Evans, somebody who's really established himself as a deep play threat there in Tampa Bay. And the one thing I really like is that he's been able to stretch the field. And he had a little bit of a slow start, but he's really starting to catch a groove with Mike Glennon. Of course, there are conversations that Glennon might not be the quarterback there much longer, but I do have to respect the way that Evans is getting open. And look at him catching the balls against Cleveland and his former quarterback mate, Johnny Football, sitting there on the sidelines just having to watch, lamenting when it was him who was throwing him these deep balls there at Texas A&M. So I say go out and pick him up. Performance chasing, Rank. How about it? You know, uh, <laughs> the matchup's good, too. He's How about Falcons. Are we doing back-to-back bucks here? Is that we what's happening? We actually are. I was going to say, I'm, I'm performance chasing as well. Bobby Rainey has kind of become the guy there in Tampa. They haven't really been able to muster much of a running game this season, but Rainey has been the best of the backs. And lest we forget, the Falcons' run defense has been awful this year. So this is an opportunity for Rainey to get some touches and get some, some hopefully find some running room and maybe even get in the end zone a time or two this week. Okay, if you don't want to be performance-chasing money, how about yep. you stump the band right here? All right, here we go. Devontae Adams. I am not performance-chasing. Uh, I am hearkening back to a Green Bay-Chicago matchup from a few weeks ago when Aaron Rodgers completely eviscerated that Bears defense. And Devontae Adams, the key is when you're the third receiver, is he getting the targets? The answer, yes, he's getting the targets. He was tied for the most targets on the team against the Saints. He has touchdowns in his last two home starts. This game will be in Green Bay after the Packers cut the Bears to ribbons out there in Chicago. 
Whatever it is, this rivalry, the oldest, the longest, the longest standing in the NFL, Aaron Rodgers embraces it, and he loves to put it on the Bears. So, Devontae Adams and I start this Money, week. I love where you're going with that. I'm going to go to the San Francisco 49ers. Anquan Bolden, he's their top wide receiver right now. He's leading them in yardage. He's leading them in production. He's been one of the most, in fact, the most productive wide receiver for the San Francisco 49ers. They're going up against the New Orleans Saints. I think this is an excellent spot start going up against the Saints uh, passing defense that struggles. Kaepernick is going to be able to have a good time. They're going to they're going to be airing it out back and forth. Anquan Bolden, great pickup. He's really good when nobody covers him too. I think. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I like that snarkiness there. He's <laughs> physical when they are covering him. All right. Speaking of spot starts, Matt Asiata was a great one last weekend, and he's with our Michael Fabiano, the Hoff, right now. <laughs> All right, thanks, Money. Now I'm pleased to be joined by the touchdown machine himself, Vikings running back Matt Asiata. I just love saying your name, Asiata. It just rolls off the tongue. Welcome to the show. Oh, thanks, thanks. Thanks a lot for having me. All right, now, Matt, last week, three touchdowns against the Washington Redskins, and all of your touchdowns this year have come inside the opponent's 10-yard line, which means you're becoming very good at being that goal line back. Have you really become sort of that, that back in this role for the Vikings this season? You know, it's just, it's just something I take pride in, you know, personally. And, uh, you know, Norv is a genius at calling offense, and, you know, he trusts me down on the goal line to make uh, touchdowns, and you know, that's my job. And touchdowns are like gold in fantasy football, so the fantasy fans love that. Now, earlier this year, you went through a stretch of about three games where you only saw 12 carries. And then last week, you saw 10 carries. Does that mean we're going to see more of Matt Asiata moving forward? You know, whatever Norv has to, you know, uh, wants me to do, I'm going to do. I'm, a, I'm such a team player. Um, you know, less carries, more carries, it doesn't matter just as long as we get the win. Now, as you know, NFL Network has been airing an original series called Undrafted. You were undrafted out of Utah. Uh, talk about what your path has been to the NFL. Uh, it's been a tough, long road. Um, yeah, obviously being undrafted and trying to uh, work my way up and you know, learning from the best, you know, with Adrian Peterson and everything, and you know, taught me a lot and um, being a special teams guru uh, nowadays and you know, taking advantage of it. So you made your way through being a special teams player, and now you've moved up to first or second on the depth chart there at running back. Yeah, man, such a blessing. Uh, um, you know, just just working hard and, you know, trying to prove, you know, to the coaches and everybody else what I can do and, you know, just, you know, coming out on top. Well, let's talk about your backfield mate there, Jarek McKinnon. What is his ceiling at the NFL level? Um, you know, Jarek, you know, I have so much respect for Jarek and, you know, everybody in, in the running back group. Um, you know, he's a scat back. He can run through tackles. He in between tackles and make people miss, and um, that's something Norv likes in, in this offense. And you know, it, it's a good changeup, you know, during the game. And um, you never know what uh, you know we're going to give the defense. So basically, he's the lightning to your thunder. Is that what we're hearing? Yeah, that is. You know, uh, lightning thunder. Um, you know, Jerry likes it. We like it. Um, you know, it sounds good. Now, Teddy Bridgewater, of course, a rookie quarterback coming out of Louisville, played really well last week. Uh, what has impressed you most about Teddy Bridgewater this season? Just uh, his composure and his, uh, you know, his demeanor. He, he doesn't look like a rookie out there. He, he's, he's calm and collective, and you know, in the huddle, he, he's so calm, calling the plays, and he's just out there trying to execute and trying to move the uh, move the chains. Now, I want you to be a little bit of a fantasy insider here. I know you guys are on a bye coming up, 
But a lot of people are wondering about Kyle Rudolph. He's coming off with the surgery for the sports hernia. Has he looked good in practice, and does it look like he's going to be back sooner than later? Um, you know, I have I have no say. I don't I don't I have no idea what he's doing. But just you know, when he got, uh, comes back, you know, it's going it's to be a big uh, plus for our offense. No question about that, because North Turner loves to use those tight ends, and I think Rudolph has some upside, don't you? Yeah, I do. Absolutely. Well, Matt, we really appreciate you coming on NFL Fantasy Live, and do me a favor, keep scoring those touchdowns, my man. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to try. I'm going to try to <laughs> all right, keep my fantasy, my fantasy people uh, happy. <laughs> we will all be happy if you keep scoring those touchdowns. All right, still to come on NFL Fantasy Live, with six teams on a bye, you're going to need all the help you can get so we're bringing you a second batch. That's right, a second batch of waiver wire targets right after this. With NFL Now, never miss another game highlight ever. Subscribe today and you'll get instant game highlights on all your devices. Download the NFL Now app today. Learn more at NFL.com now. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. Bunny here with the dudes. And we're going to go deep. Last week, we said Martavis Bryant was a deep waiver guy, and he delivered. So grab a pen and a pad, or just get your thumb going, because we're going to dish out uh, more deep waiver guys. Marcus, why don't you get us started? I'm going to start with a tight end. I'm going to go with Andrew Corliss. We all know how hard it has been to figure out tight ends this year. And the Bears' defense has had trouble, whether it's the injuries in the secondary, whether it's the linebackers. They haven't covered the middle of the field well, and we know how the wide receivers are in Green Bay. They'll be checking for them. It's an opportunity for Corliss maybe to slide in there. Maybe not a ton of yards, but maybe a touchdown, which could yeah. certainly You know what else the Bears don't cover? Packers. <laughs> How about it, Fabs? What do we got? Now, Bobby Rainey is the short-term play in Tampa Bay's backfield, but Charles Sims is the long-term play, and he is a very good guy to pick up now because at some point this season, he will end up being the guy. I wouldn't be surprised, Money, if Doug Martin falls to third on the depth chart very soon. All right, Rank, keep it going with the running backs. C.J. Anderson got a lot of looks at the end of that blowout there in Foxborough, and you could just say, you know, that the game had kind of gotten away from him, but... Ronnie Hillman did struggle a little bit in pass protection, and it seemed like Peyton Manning was a little bit just a little bit concerned with him at that point. So Anderson is somebody I'm going to be keeping an eye on this week. Why, well, is, why is Brandon Whedon on the team? Yeah, I, I have Let's Brandon Whedon, yes, and if you huh? want some toast and butter, I'm going really deep with this because if Tony Romo isn't able to go, I think this is a really good pick because, look, going up against the Jacksonville Jaguars, this has always been kind of the, the breeding area of guys that you're not familiar with for them to have an outstanding. I know he doesn't have a decorated pass. Is this just a handcuff? Him. Is that what this is? Forgive him, Is this please. just a handcuff if you the have Romo? Yeah. Catch this ball. Oh, see, man, you just I'm a DB. Point. That Come right on, there, is, that's <laughs> a PI right there. Do it again. Do it again, Marcus. Yeah, there we go. Wow, Look at that, one-handed. Man. All right, that's going to do it for us today. Make sure to tune in tomorrow for all of Michael Fabiano starts and sits for Week 10. We will see you then. Keep it going, Akbar, even though the people can't see you. All right. <laughs> yeah, hey. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring – your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you pull up to game night in the all-new Camry, but it's actually bingo night. Mini golf, anyone? 
It's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota. Let's go places. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.